Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello? 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 Hey, welcome to Yumi and a Poltergeist. Uh, welcome to the show. This is Yumi and a Poltergeist. It's Yumi it? and a Poltergeist. We are the two that sit in a room filled with gloom. Mm, that's how it feels at the moment. It's uh, a bit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Maybe it's Maybelline, yeah. Or maybe it's Mount Innes, isn't it? <laughs> What's new, babe? Hey, listeners. What's new, babe? Hey, listeners. Um, not much, babe. Nice. Mouse is very um attention seeking tonight. I just got back from work. We're recording this on a Monday Monday evening, evening. eleven p.m. And Mouse hasn't seen me for like eight hours, so he's just absolutely at my feet now, you know, making little barking noises, like, come on, Dad, give me some pets. Yeah. And here comes Priscilla. Hello, cat. I think she just wants some bickies. Yep, I'll give her some. So I haven't, I haven't given her bickies today. She doesn't like these new bickies, eh? Yeah, not too bad. Friskers. She's normally a whiskers. But now she's a type of friskers. cat. But she's getting some friskers, Bickies. They were on special. So, like, why not? Why not? That's our beautiful life. Yeah. What about you, babe? You've been enjoying... You've been enjoying Cthulhu instead of D&D lately? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. Thanks for saying it. You know, oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, there's some, you know, if those of you listening don't know, I'm a nerd. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, the merch he's wearing right now is for a D&D game, Adventuring I mean, Guild. Bob's. Bob's. Podcast. we got to support we got to support Bob. Bob. He supports us. Go check so. out the Adventuring Guild. Hell yeah, fucking do it. Um, yeah. Shout out Adventuring I, Guild. I mean, I've just, you know, D&D's fun and all. But it's it's a whole lot of fantasy all the time, you know, a whole lot of, you know, dragons and uh, magical elves and fucking gnomes and shit. And sometimes I just want to indulge in horror. Mm, mm. And that's what that's what Call of Cthulhu is. It's just a whole bunch of horror. And it's fun. It's a good it's a different different stroke of things, you know what I'm saying? I'll give you a different stroke of things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're vulgar. <laughs> Um, other than that, you know, not much else has been happening. Yeah, pretty. Just, uh, trying to come to terms with life, you know how it is. Mm. I ordered a, um, a new planter. If you follow me on, um, Instagram, you would have seen it. It's got boobies. (laughs) And you ordered a new ghost lamp as well. I did. I actually, um... To be honest, I thought I took it out of my cart. Yeah, <laughs> but it was there. But where I opened up the box and I was like, oh, shit, I did order it. Because I said to Brayden last night, I was like, if I found a little ghost wall mountable <laughs> um, light, is it okay if I get that? He's like, hell yeah. I was like, fuck you. Yeah, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get the flip clock that I didn't get. Yeah. And then I opened up the box. I was like, oh, shit. I already got the light. It yeah. was just the flip clock that I didn't get. Okay, but I don't, I don't need it. It's a t- it's a 
activation by touch light. So you just touch it and it activates. Yeah. And it's so sensitive like that you can just bump the table that it's on and it'll turn on. Yeah, except we're going to put it on the wall, so we'll see how that goes. So hopefully... See, see if anything goes bump in the night. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Fuck me. Spooky towns. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I don't really need a flip clock, but it's... I really want one. Yeah. I saw it. I'm like, this fucking sick. It's only 20 bucks. It's probably plastic and it'll break in two days. But like, that'll be the the best two days of my life. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Babe, I I think I'm having my tri-monthly crisis. Oh, your tri-monthly crisis. It went from a bi-monthly to tri-monthly because times have just been fucking tough. I just feel like I need to do something. Let's just lay down. I just have this constant Ooh. battle inside of myself where I just think I constantly need to be doing something cool. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's always been you, hey. Ever since I met you. I just need to be doing something cool. Literally, they were your exact words to me, and I'm like, oh, this guy never stops. How am I going to survive? <laughs> <laughs> you managed to survive so far. I know. It's like, as a Sagittarius you and a Capricorn me... We're polar opposites, but we're also very stubborn. You've chilled me out a bit, but at the same time, I feel like I'm getting too chilled, and now I'm just, like, jittering in my sheet. It's the depression. (laughs) (laughs) It's just my depression wearing onto you. (laughs) That's terrible to say. No, Uh, I just think with life at the moment, we're kind of at a standstill, so... yeah. I think everyone's feeling a little bit jittery, as if they've done six lines of coke or something. <laughs> like, fuck, we need to do things. Yeah, but I just feel Vacuum like... Vacuum the walls! I feel like... <laughs> 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 I was about to say, I feel like my things that I just want to go and do are far more extreme than, like, other people's. What do like, you want to do? Like, Besides go to fucking Antarctica. Well, yeah, that's one thing. But, like, when I was driving home, I, sh- I was just thinking, man, I... I have like two, two and a half weeks of annual leave. I should just take annual leave and then just run for as long as I can in two and a half weeks. <laughs> okay, Forrest <laughs> Gump. Legit, <laughs> these are the things that goes through my head. Like, I'm just so obscure and I'm constantly trying to think of weird things to do to keep myself challenged and I don't fucking know. I'm just a weird ass dude. You're right, Grub. I always have these monthly crises where mm. I... Like every other week at the moment, but it's both of us. Where it's like, I need to be doing this. And I'm like, I need to sleep. Every second that I get, I need to be sleeping. Like, I'm working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week, have Thursday off, work Friday, then have Saturday, Sunday off. So those extra moments to yourself are valuable well, for Well, Saturday, sleep. Sunday, I've got it planned, you know. Renee and I are going to hang out. We're going to do things. Sunday morning, we're driving down to the beach to watch the sunrise because we're fucking cute That's like cute. that. Yeah, I know. We should probably do it sometime too. But you can't come with us on Sunday because it's girl time. Sorry. It's all good. I love you. I understand. I'll but, just run to the beach. Yeah, that's, yeah, you got two and a half weeks off, like, whatever. Yeah. But, um... I was thinking, well, Thursday, 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 I'm thinking a couple sleeps in for the weekend because I'm doing all seven o'clock starts. Yeah. Don't you remember that earlier today you said you were going to do something? Yeah, 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 yeah. I will do the thing with you on Thursday that I said that I will do. It's nothing sexual. We're just going to take the dogs for a walk. But once you go to work, fuck, I'm out. Out like a I'm light. Out like a light. Hey, like a light. Hey, I'm just gonna fall asleep. I'm gonna do it. Walking the dogs probably gonna make me so tired. Mm. <sighs> That'll just, be me. I just constantly have to be doing things. I know. I'm just so high maintenance. <laughs> like the other day, was it yesterday? I don't fucking know. But I was like, hey, you wanna watch a movie with me? And you're like, yeah, sure. Ten minutes, you're down with me. Ten minutes. And then you get up and you're like on your computer and you're doing something else. And I'm like, boy, I'm trying to get in. And you're just, (laughs) you're not going to watch the movie with me. But I feel like we watch so many movies or sit down and watch TV so much. I just don't like TV that much. I love TV. I know you do. I don't. If we went and sat outside or something, I'd be like, hell yeah. You could get in outside. 
<laughs> I don't think the whole neighborhood wants to see me get in outside. <laughs> but, you know, I just want to be doing stuff. I don't like being cooped up. I'm a peacock. Let me fly. <laughs> As that quote goes. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I don't, but like you sit outside and you're engrossed in your book for like three hours and I'm there like, I've already used all my lives on picture cross. Like I don't, <laughs> what else am I supposed to do? <laughs> I have books I could read. I have Sudoku I could do. I just, I'm, I don't know. I don't, that's not where I want to spend my time mentally. Well, it's a similar, similar thing to me being in this room watching a movie. We can be in a different room watching a movie. Just any room watching <laughs> Anyway, what are we talking about today, babe? Uh, now that our relationship issues have been dealt with, um, not that they are issues. Or they've been dealt with. <laughs> <laughs> Never will be dealt with. Well, I went last last week, so I'll go first this week. Now, do we consider curses? Paranormal <laughs> and supernatural. Yes. Because 100%. you did an Egyptian curse. I did a whole thing on curses. How about a cursed lake? I am willing to accept it. How do you feel about that? I feel interested. Yeah. Do you like ghost towns? I love ghost towns. How about one underwater? Atlantis question mark? It's near Atlanta. Okay, well that's good enough for me. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Now that I've got you hooked, <laughs> let me read my resources and references. Oh, hell yeah. So, I do want to... There, there is a podcast I want to mention. Like, he he did pretty all right. Pretty spooky-wooky vibes yeah, yeah, yeah. to the episode. It was only like a 27-minute episode, much shorter than ours. <laughs> Go check it out. By Southern Gothic, the podcast. Episode 26, it was released on July... 25th, uh, 2019. Nice. Yeah. So I also heard it on My Favourite Murder, episode 217, live at the Cobb Energy Performing Arts Centre in Atlanta, 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, Wikipedia, of course. (laughs) Travelnor.com, Newsweek.com, MysteriousUniverse.com, and GainesvilleTimes.com. Okay, so this is the curse of Lake Lanier. Oh. Lake Sydney Lanier is a reservoir in the northern portion of Georgia in the US. I don't know why I started off like that. Atlantis, Georgia. It was created by... No, it's not in Atlanta. I know. Well, you said Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Atlantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, know. No, no. Um, sorry. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, I just said Georgia. Calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the northern portion of Georgia. It was created by the completion of Buford Dam on the Chattahoochee, Chattahoochee River in 1956. And it also... It, and it's also fed by the waters of the Chestity, 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 Chestity River. That sounds very confident. The lake encompasses 38,000 acres of water and Whoa. 692 miles or 1,114 kilometers of shoreline at normal level and a full pool of 1,071 feet or 326 meters. Above above mean sea level. And the exact shoreline varies by resolution according to the coastline paradox. Cool. As you can tell, I got that from Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was named for an American poet called Sidney Lanier. That's where the name comes from. Mm-hmm. And it was built and operated by the U.S. Army, and is operated, sorry, by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers for Flood Control and Water Supplies. And there's like a whole bunch the really really cool interesting facts about lake lanier that aren't haunted and totally check it out on wikipedia just really interesting it's really interesting like it was a one billion dollar project in 1956 oh my god so i mean one billion dollars back then is like (laughs) like that today it's like six trillion (laughs) 
Like, I don't know whether that holds up, but maybe. I mean, as we all know, everything that's told on this podcast is real. Yeah, that's right. Don't question us. That's it. Don't fact check. Don't fact check. Don't fact check. Yeah, Twitter. Don't fact check. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck me. All right. So the lake is popular with boaters, houseboats and jet skiers, particularly around the summer holidays. Who would have known everyone's going to a lake in the summer? Over 10 million people visit the lake annually, including the marinas and the Lake Lanier Island Water Park. The rowing and sprint canoeing events during the 1996 Summer Olympics were held in the north end of the lake and has since hosted many international events such as the two to the Olympics. The 2003 ICF Canoe Sprint World Champions, 2016 Pan American Sprint Canoe Kayak Championships, and the 2018 ICF Dragon Boat World Championships. The venue is a host to many other events such as Food Truck Friday, ACRA Championships, and the Atlanta Hong Kong Dragon Boat Festival. Cool. It is a place for all of your needs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Particularly <laughs> pertaining to boats. That's it. A canoe, a kayak. A dragon boat. A dragon boat. A raft. Oh. Foreshadow. Oh. Arr, okay. But let's not forget that at the bottom of the lake is an entire abandoned... Uh, is an entire abandoned town, which I should have said many abandoned towns. What, really? Wait, what? Yes. And what do all towns have in common, you ask? <laughs> they have people in them. Cemeteries. Okay. That's fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Drowned ghosts. Well, they said they relocated the graves. About half a dozen grave sites, cemeteries, whatever. That have bodies there, but no headstones. Oh, my God. Yeah, very... Ta- I'm smiling, but it's very tragic and yeah. terrible. Um, absolutely disgusting. Okay, so this is where it's believed that the haunting, the curse of the lake, the lake comes from, obviously, having about half a dozen cemeteries drowned in water. Yeah. Um, Because this, like I said, this is a man-made lake. It wasn't, didn't just like happen, you know. The towns were known for flooding, but the whole construction of it and the wiping it out was all man-made. So the lake has had an outstanding number of deaths since the opening. Oh. And it's mainly because, yes, it is one of the most popular places to go in Georgia, one of the most popular lakes in Georgia, with yeah. 10 mil- million people visiting the lake every year. Oh, my God. Um, but since the opening and the last recorded uh, tally of deaths that I could find was in 2017 of 675 people. So that's from the opening what in the 1956 hell? to 2017. Oh, my God. Fucked up. That's a lot of That's people. a lot of people. That's a high mortality rate. Exactly. Now, I know that they're there during the holiday times, the summertime, so there's alcohol plus boating, not right. a very good mix. We no. all know that. Um, Do we? <laughs> I'm sure we all know someone who's like... Don't drink and sail. That's it, you know? Someone's tipped over their dinghy, and we, <laughs> yeah. we've all known that person. <laughs> or we've been that person and sober. Okay, look, was you, I'm it? just saying alcohol and water don't mix. So before anyone comes at me and is like, oh yeah, but you know, alcohol and water. Shut the fuck up. I'm reading my story. Oh my God. Okay. So you ready? Yeah. It's reported that people can feel arms, hands and legs in the water oh. that aren't visible and don't seem to move. They even say that they feel hands pulling them down in the water. That's fucked. You reach out into the dark and you feel an arm or a leg and it doesn't move. That's creepy. A local diver said. Um, There has been numerous stories of boats capsizing upon impact with something in the water. 
but after inspection, the area is clear of any obstructions. Huh. So they, what did they capsize over? I mean, they were probably they're probably super drunk and just like capsized the boat somehow and be like, we hit something, <laughs> trying to cover their shit. I mean, maybe. But don't be one of those party poopers. Sorry, yeah, yeah. It Thanks. was a ghost. They hit a ghost, a ghostberg, a nice uh, iceberg. Thanks, yeah. yeah. No, it's okay. It was a real nice <laughs> Continue, babe. Others have also reported the occurrence of sudden and dangerous rogue waves that seem to come from nowhere and have also capsized boats, then disappear like there wasn't a wave at all. Really? It's like no little wave washing up at the shoreline either. No. <clears throat> so, like, one minute they're being knocked over by a massive wave, but there's no after effect. There's no ripples That's in the water. Crazy. I know that, um, like, Lake, the Great Lakes of the US and Canada, I think that crosses over between the two of them get waves because of how long they are and like the wind can generate waves yeah but i'm not sure if that lake lanier or whatever you're saying is big enough to generate waves so it have to be spooky spookily caused well it's three hundred eighty thousand acres of water oh this is a big lake this is huge yeah nice thank you anyway so the drownings that have occurred also bring up some questions as, they're off, as they often occur close to the shoreline and in calm water conditions. But also many of the victims were people considered to be strong swimmers. Oh. But those who have survived a possible drowning have said they felt a force pulling them down as if an invisible hand was holding them. That's fucked up. Yeah. I don't like this. <laughs> My uh, my my paranormal senses are going cuckoo. Paranormal senses are tingling. Yeah. Hey, my... Spidey. <laughs> you can call me Spidey. <laughs> Over the Memorial Day weekend in 2019, thirty-year-old Reginald Terrell Whitehead went under the water and never resurfaced after falling off his jet ski. Twenty-four hours prior to Reginald's accident, sixty-one-year-old Michael Thompson of Gainesville drowned near a boat dock on the lake. Just weeks before, on April twenty-eighth, seventeen-year-old Dante Lane was pulled from the water after nearly drowning and was in a critical condition. Do they have lifeguards at this fucking lake, or? I don't think so. I think that's like a regulated thing. Hey, Georgia. Invest. <laughs> invest in some <laughs> lifeguards. Hey, Georgia, invest in some, like, laws not to go into the lake. Yeah, what the <laughs> hell? Hey, yes. Georgia, don't build build your fucking your lakes over top of Atlantis. That's it. Don't do that. Mm. Who cares for floods every now and then? There's also droughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually... I didn't include this in here, but I'm going to say it because I said it. There was a drought like a couple years back where the water had gone down that much. You could see the steps from a grandstand. Really? Yeah. Concrete steps. They just fucking went right over top of it. Oh, yeah. They didn't knock anything down. Oh, my God. Yeah, they removed the headstones from cemeteries. But they were just like, "Ah, fill it all in. That's all right. (laughs) By fill it in, mean flood it all in. Flood it all in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, that's some of the like the suspicious drownings. Um, Lake Lanier has been the location for more bizarre and mysterious deaths and dis- and disappearances that still remain unsolved. One such case revolves around a Georgia man by the name of Kelly Nash, twenty five, who went missing from his home in Buford, Georgia, on January fifth, twenty fifteen. Oh. For y'all that don't know, January 5th is my fucking birthday. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. It's connected. It's all connected. Putting the string together now. <laughs> I don't know the X-Files sound. Yeah, that's probably I mean, it, though. I know it, but I don't want to. I know it creeps me out. And we can't afford copyright. That's it. We can't <laughs> afford much. Early that morning at 4 a.m., Nash awoke with flu-like symptoms, such as coughing and sneezing, and told his girlfriend, Jessica Sexton, who was with him at the time, that he felt 
terrible and should probably see a doctor before going back to bed. Sexton then woke up at 7.30am to find that Nash was gone and had not taken his wallet, car keys or ID with him. When Nash still had not returned that evening, police were called in and it was discovered that a 9mm pistol was missing from the house but none of Nash's other belongings were missing or out of place. A massive search would subsequently be launched for Nash involving authorities, family, friends and dogs specifically trained to sniff out dead bodies, otherwise known as cadaver dogs. And a $50,000 reward was offered for any information, yet no trace of the man or his whereabouts were found. It was not until one month after his strange disappearance on February 8th that Nash's badly decomposed body was found in Lake Lanier by a fisherman. Nash was still wearing the pajama pants and dark shirt that he'd worn on that he had on, sorry, when he went missing. And although the body appeared to have no major trauma, it was found that he had suffered a single gunshot wound to the head. The crime has never been solved and is unclear why he chose to go out in the middle of the night in his sleeping clothes, how he ended up at the lake, and whether he committed suicide or if there was foul play involved. Or if the lake's alleged curse had anything to do with it. Oh, he was awoken by the curse. So yeah, very strange, like... There was no history or anything as to why he may have possibly killed himself or what he was involved in. He was uh, hypnotized by the lake. He was dickmatized by the lake. (laughs) That's not a thing. It's not. (laughs) With many tragedies surrounding this lake, there is one legend that is most notorious and that is the Lady of Lake Lanier. In April of 1958, delay... uh, Delia, Delia, Delia. Fuck, I said it before. Delilah. It's not Delilah. Delia. Delia, that's it. Thank you, babe. Delia May Parker Young was traveling with Susie Roberts to the Three Gables, a local roadhouse in Dawsonville, Georgia. They had left a service station or survey for our selfies, yeah. um, without paying, without paying, driving in Susie's 1954 Ford Ford. 1954 Ford <laughs> across Lanier Bridge. When, for some unknown reason, she lost control of the car, crashing off the right brace of the bridge. Divers searched the area of the lake where the crash took place, but neither the vehicle nor any remains were discovered. The physical evidence of the occurrence was a set of skid marks that suggested the car went into the lake. That that was it. Then a year later, in 1959, a fisherman discovered human remains that had floated to the surface of the lake. Further examination returned no obvious cause of death and the individual could not be positively identified. Although, the body was noted for missing both hands and several toes. What the fuck? Yeah, very fucking weird. What the hell is going on in this lake? What the hell's going on in Georgia? Okay. (laughs) Because... Fuck me, guys. I'm scared of this lake. I'm legitimately terrified right now. The body was buried in an unmarked grave. Many assumed that these were the remains of either Delia or Susie, but there was no way to know for sure. 31 years passed before Susie's car was finally found in November 1990 when the lake bed was dredged in preparation to clear the lake bottom for new pillars for a new bridge. Okay. Cool. Unexpectedly, the shell of a rusted-out car was discovered with human remains still inside behind the wheel. In the car were some personal belongings, a purse, rings, and a watch. Through this, Susie Roberts was able to be identified, and in light of the discovery, it was concluded that the young woman found decades before was in fact Delia May Parker Young. Susie's remains were then buried next to the unmarked grave, and the unmarked headstone was changed to identify Delia. Okay. Very sweet. It is this tragedy that is believed to be the foundation for the apparition that can be seen of a woman in a blue dress. The same dress that Delia was wearing before the car crashed into the lake. 
and missing her hands wandering along the the linear bridge, perhaps searching for a friend or trying to find help. That's so creepy. Creepy, sad, poor Delia. But this isn't the only haunting on the lake. It's been reported that a raft can be seen floating on the lake late at night with a shadowy figure pushing along with a pole and a lantern lighting his way. Are you kidding me? I'm not joking. The fucking... The Grim Reaper of no, the lake. What's Hades. The, what's that guy? No, who is it? The... Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> no, he's the the guy who takes you to the underworld. The Hades. The ferryman, I think oh, it's called. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, he lives on Lake Lanier then. God damn. Because... Those who have seen the apparition says it appears and disappears out of nowhere. One sighting in particular was reported by two fishermen who who claimed to have seen it at about 1am on a cold autumn night. The raft was spotted in a section of the lake that is known to be roughly 45 feet deep. Yet the raft's rider seemed to have no difficulty navigating, navigating the water with a pole to push him along. The two fishermen watched as the figure travelled along before suddenly shouting and jumping from the raft into the freezing water. What the fuck? Afraid something was coming for them, the fishermen quickly pulled up their lines and prepared to leave the area. But when they shined their lights across the water, there was no sign of the raft or the figure. The dark surface of the lake was calm and undisturbed as if nothing large had ever disrupted them. Oh my god. It's believed that the mysterious figure was in fact an echo of the past when men once travelled the shallow rivers and creeks among the foothills of northern Georgia. So creepy. So the hauntings don't just happen on the lake, but there are hauntings around the lake in other towns. There is another woman that haunts close by at... Brunel, Brunel University, I don't know, In it's the university in Gainesville, which is literally right next to the lake, Okay. by the name of Agnes. Some stories say she hanged herself from a diving board, others claim she hanged from a balcony, and some say she drowned. According to the story, music-loving, piano-playing Agnes lived in Wilkes Hall in the 1900s and fell in love with her dapper piano teacher. However, following winter winter break, Agnes returned to school, only discover only to discover her beloved teacher had become engaged over the holiday. She went back to her room in Wilkes. Her, she went back to her room in Wilkes, slid her dresser under the chandelier, tied a rope to the chandelier, and jumped off the dresser. Some nights you can hear piano music playing in the Pierce Auditorium. Past students have reported um, a gust of cold air, doors closing or slamming when no one is around, and most commonly people would report seeing a glimpse of a person rushing behind them when they're doing their hair or getting ready in front of a mirror. When the student would turn around, there'd be no one there, of course. A student in the 1940s came into their room to find a jar of pennies had been knocked over and spilled everywhere. Frustrated and upset, she started to clean clean them up. But that's when she noticed all the pennies were on their head side down. Oh, what the hell? It's like tail's side was up. That's weird. These days, the most common complaints are that computers turn on in the middle of the night after being shut down and the auditorium lights turn on. Oh, I thought you were going to pause the thing. No. Um, and the, audio, the auditorium lights turn on in the middle of the night. The staff and students joke that Agnes doesn't like the dark. But that's not the only Gainesville tragedy that residents are familiar with. In 1936, there was a tornado that devastated the town. However, few know of the second deadliest tornado in the, his- in the city's history, leading to one of the most haunted buildings in the area. In June 1903, residents awoke to clear sky and for the working day ahead. Men, women and children went to work at the and the Gainesville Cotton Mill in the industrial section of town, now near the Amtrak station, for anyone who knows where that is. (laughs) 
In the afternoon, workers were coming back from the mill village from lunch. Even children as young as six years old would go to work in the mill, and the main jobs they did were pretty dangerous. But that's when the tornado struck. The women and children worked on the top two floors of the mill. When the tornado hit, both floors were demolished. There were 88 dead in the mill. One woman declined the chance to identify a body as her son because he had no head. Oh my God. It is believed those spirits haunt the building, which is a data storage warehouse now. Employees say they constantly see movement out of the corners of their eyes, hear feet running or sounds of machines being dragged across the floor, and some sightings include people or just the body parts. One lady was on a break and saw the doorknob jiggle and a hand came out. A mill, wo- a mill worker of 33 years went up to get chairs, heard the elevator open and saw someone walking toward them. The figure disappeared when it reached the sunlight. Oh my God. Some figures seen don't seem to know they are dead. The Curse of Lake Lanier has many more stories of tragic, horrific deaths within the lake and the surrounding towns. But I'll leave you with this chilling fact. Divers have discovered in the depths of the man-made lake that covers miles and miles of towns and their cemeteries that there are catfish the size of an averaged 12-year-old boy. Catfish are fucking massive. And that's the curse of Lake Lanier. <laughs> the catfish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those damn catfish. Those damn catfish. <laughs> size of a 12-year-old boy. Like size of Oscar. Because he, he's 12 this big, year, right? I don't know. I'm not a good uncle. <laughs> I'm not a good auntie. Yeah. Um, yeah, catfish get giant. <laughs> Fucking huge. 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 Huge, babe. Huge. But like, holy shit. Anyway, that's that's my story. Very nice. Lake Lanier is a terrifying place. I, I think, never want to go there. I think um, an off lake, like a, a lake or creek that goes off of... Lake Lanier has is supposed supposedly has its own type of Loch Ness monster. Oh wow! Of course, everywhere but I, around the world has. I a didn't Loch Ness want to monster. dive into that. I was like, that's a whole episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of Nessies. We you should do what? that. We should do just a Nessie episode. A Nessie episode. Do you mm. reckon? Sounds I know you good. want to do that. Um, what's terrifying is the thought of trying to go for a swim and then having. <laughs> Mystery arms and legs fucking flailing around at me. Right? That's fucked. <laughs> or diving into the water and then suddenly you just hit a big patch of legs. I'm just like fucking... <laughs> you just have a catfish swallow you whole, honestly. Yeah. Like, the fuck? <laughs> Those damn catfish. Those darn catfish. Anyway. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. Because yeah, I really did. All right. So, moving on with mine now. In 1970s Japan, in Nagasaki, a Nagasaki, that's a fart that I learned on South Park, Stick of Truth. That is also one of the places that was bombed during World War II, so that's horrible, Belinda. <laughs> that's terrible! Fucking hell, South Park! Yeah. Uh, a famous yokai, or, you know, essentially an evil spirit, uh, haunted the city's children and caused the police patrols to increase. Oh, God. Uh, just the children. Just the children. No one else. I mean, it appeared to other people as well, but particularly the was, children. Was there like an age range? Uh, like young. if you're over 12. Children. Like baby children? School kids. Okay. Like, uh, like teenagers maybe even, but like children mainly. Okay. Uh, locals feared she who was known as Kuchisake Ona. Otherwise known as the slit-faced woman. No. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> what? The first half of her name is Coochie, and yeah. then she's the translation is slit-faced. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. If I I've think got... Coochie Sake is her name. It doesn't and... actually translate to slit-faced. That's so just like okay. A, yeah, otherwise, well. So, Am I wrong? <laughs> so, That's funny. Sorry. She is more than just like, you know, obviously the time that she was encountered the most during Japanese history was the 1970s. And almost immediately in 1979, all these major sightings of her had stopped. But 
the history behind her dates back to like the early 1500s, I believe, where oh, a shit. yeah a powerful samurai had his wife, who was a gorgeous woman, and the samurai would go off to war, and while he was off at war, she she was starting to get lonely because he was, you know, a general or whatever and would often be away. So she'd start to look for other mates to come and, you know, do the dirty Mate with her. with? Yeah, exactly. She would find other people to uh, take her fancy while her husband was away and be unfaithful to him. Hmm. And word started to spread around about this incredibly beautiful lady who was um you know i don't know not not a sex worker but was someone that was fairly easy to convince to you not convinced to sleep with you she was a slut she was a yes sure we won't slut shame here babe i uh, no was, slut shaming <laughs> but i just like to put it simply she was easy to get in the sack she was free spirited that's it there we go there we go uh, yeah. Was not a prude. <laughs> <laughs> Legs open for days, and everyone everyone commented on how this lady was, yeah, just easy to get to sleep with, but also the most beautiful woman that you'll ever see in your life. Mm. So, I get told that every day. Exactly. Yeah. Word started spreading around, and eventually, the husband heard this, but he didn't know who it was, and he was a faithful man, so he was like, "Oh, that's interesting." All his buddies, you know. Uh, as they were sitting around at camp, would talk about this lady that everyone had slept with and were like, oh, she is the most beautiful woman in the world. So they end up coming back from war and the husband and the wife, you know, reunite. But every night that the husband would go out drinking with his friends, she would find a new lover to come and join her in the bedroom. Uh, He's out with his friends and they're all talking about this lady again and they say to the husband, oh, she lives, she lives in this town. And the husband, being, you know, quite the macho man that he is, said to said to his friends, well, I bet you I could go and uh, convince her to sleep with me. And he, he was like, you know, he's a bit drunk, so he's thinking, you know, my wife, mm. what my wife doesn't know won't hurt her. Yeah. So he goes... That's what you say every night on the town, eh? Exactly right. So his friends lead him towards the house where she is so that he can go and have a go with her, you know? Yeah. Being the nice friends they are. But they take him to his front door and he immediately says, oh, this is my house. And then he thinks to himself, oh, they're talking about my wife. So he rushes in the door and he spots his wife in bed with another man. Oh, shit. Immediately he draws his sword and he runs that other man directly through the stomach with it and kills him. And then he rushes behind the woman, behind his wife, takes his sword to her mouth and slits her face from ear to ear giving her this horrible, you know, joker smile, essentially. Yeah. And then as she's, uh, you know, bleeding out, he asks her, uh, are you pretty now? Are you pretty now? And then she dies and becomes a yokai or an evil spirit having uh, her soul twisted by the evil and old, twisted by the horrible death that she just endured. And that is the origin for Kuchisake Ona. Kuchisake Ona. Kuchisake Ona. Kuchisake Ona. Kuchisake Ona. Yes. So, when people are said to encounter her, the encountering has happened since the 1500s when the the origin of the story is said to have occurred. But in modern times when you encounter her, she will look like a regular woman wearing a surgical mask over her face, which is, you know, fairly usual for Japan as they are trying to stop themselves from spreading any germs to other people if they have any illness. So they will be approached by this this beautiful-looking lady just covered in a, covered by a surgical mask and clothes, and she will walk up to them. And I think for this, babe, we'll do a little bit of role-play here. So, you're going to try and survive this situation. Okay. 
I'm I'm Kuchisake Ona. Ready? <gasps> Here I come. I come in front of you. Oh my god, you're so beautiful. Wait, wait a minute. Okay. Kire, oh, watashi kire. Do you think I'm pretty? Yeah. She takes off the mask, okay. revealing the horribly disfigured face with, you know, okay. uh, her jaw hanging open, and she asks again, what about now? What do you answer? Absolutely jaw-dropping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you answer yes again, then she pulls out a pair of scissors, and she cuts your face the same way as hers. So, but what if you say no? Let's replay. Do you think I'm pretty? Yeah. How about now? No. Now she takes her scissors and she kills you. Oh. Let's go back to the beginning. Do you think I'm pretty? No, not at all. Get fucked. She takes her scissors and kills you. That's a lose-lose situation. You die no matter what. What if you say maybe? Ah, now we're starting to figure out how to deal. This is a public service announcement, how to deal with Kuchisake One. Okay, I'm down. So, all right. Do you think I'm pretty? Maybe. And as she is confused, you can run away. So you have to confuse her. You have to confuse her. Or another special trick that I hear works a lot is you can give her hard candies or money. And she will be Is like, this oh. why old people just carry hard lollies on them? Yeah, I think so. They're always looking out for Kuchisake Ona. Oh, I think so. And uh, also, if you if you say to her, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have any time to deal with you right now. When she asks you if she's pretty, uh, she'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry, and then leave. Oh. You know, that makes sense because Japanese people are quite polite, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And they so if you just say, like oh, sorry, I can't right scissors. now, they'd be like... Oh shit! You know what? Totally get it. I'll come back tomorrow. Cut your face, but yeah. um, peace out. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So she, Origato. Uh, anyway, so yeah, there's. It's fairly well a lose lose situation unless you're clever enough to know that this is definitely Kuchi fucking old love. <laughs> I've forgotten the name. <laughs> Kuchi sake honor. It's <laughs> yours. And you can get. It. I know. Uh, yeah. So has there been any? Accounts? There are a few. And I don't want to say that these are 100% potentially true because they definitely seem fabricated. Potentially true. Here's one. Okay. Once, a boy named Chance encountered the terrifying Chance spirit. Chance the Rapper? I think so. <laughs> As he was taking a shortcut through the woods, his mother had warned him to stay from away from the remote area, but he didn't listen. And he did know one thing. Evil spirits could be banished by certain words. When Kuchisake Ona stepped out from behind the tree and confronted him, he fell in terror, terror landing terror. on his back. <laughs> she gazed at him and asked her famous question, Am I pretty? As she removed her mask to reveal the horror beneath, Chance the Rapper grabbed the cross <laughs> around his neck and chanted the devil's curse. Uh, I banish you from the shadow of death, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he had hoped that she would just run away, but instead, demonic hands rose from the dirt behind Kuchisake Ona and grabbed her legs, pulling her into the earth. As she sank, she told Chance the Rapper, I will be back, and I will tear you into pieces. That's actually a question I have. Obviously, we all know that's not really Chance the Rapper. Yep. But if you do confuse her and you get away or whatever, will she come back for you? Uh, generally, no. There, it's just like right place, right time. Yeah. Right place Sometimes months. if you piss her off and you say, no, you're not pretty, and then you confuse her and you manage to get away, she'll come to your house and kill you. Well, yeah, I guess like the first part of the encounter would be pretty um, aggravating. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wait, I'm not pretty? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on, Mr. Postman. So another... another. What if you say yes and then you confuse her? What about then? That's fine too. That's fine? Yeah, you just got to confuse her. But but will she come after me? No, not if you say yes first and then but you But if I say her. no first... Then you're This girl has her. more rules than Monopoly. Yeah, I, <laughs> she does. <laughs> more rules than Monopoly. That's a good title. Yeah. Uh, so... Another encounter with fucking hell, I keep forgetting. Kuchisake Ona 
is that a businessman named Taro was out drinking with his workmates one evening. Uh, eventually his workmates dispersed, but he kept drinking into the evening, and he saw a young lady sitting at the bar alone who had a surgical mask on her face. She was very beautiful, and the two got got acquainted. They hit it off pretty well, uh, easily. And Taro asks this beautiful young lady, hey, do you want to get out of here, you know, go somewhere private? And she says, yes. <laughs> and the two go in an alley together to, you know, get a, do it. get a bit of a kiss. And she says, do you think I'm pretty? And he says, hell yeah, and rips her mask off to give her a kiss. Oh, it's Coochie Sake Honor about to eat my face off. And then she oh, takes out her shit. big pair of scissors and cuts his head off. No, Holy shit. That, that part didn't happen, but okay. he, he managed to survive it. How? I don't know. These de- I these, want to know the, how, Taro. The encounters don't give us much of an idea of how exactly they were survived, except yeah, for that well, first we, one, Chance the Rapper. Uh, he summoned the devil and demons. Yeah, I don't want to say, but I think those stories are made up by someone on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> But, Has the internet ever lied to us before, yeah, Brayden? I don't think it. so. But but that that part about Kuchisake on air being um, spotted in 1970s Nagasaki was very true, and police actually like up their patrols to try and find her because they were terrified that You're someone was going to get killed by Kuchisake on air. Uh, yeah, uh, there's there's also in like urban legends and stuff an American counterpart to this, mm. which is actually a clown. Nah. Yep. Fuck off. So I'll just leave that there. there. <laughs> That'll be the last thing I say. Nope. No, 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 <laughs> Yeah, but that's all I've got for tonight. Good, because I don't think I could handle hearing about clown coochie sucker <laughs> anu. Clowny sucky on it. Clowny sucky on it. Anyways, yeah, I can't. I don't think I can hear about fucking f- getting dragged beneath the water by ghost hands. Yeah, either. yeah, no. So this is a very scary episode. How are we going to go to sleep? Um, well, I got that little ghost light, so we'll be. Yeah, right, I put on some Simpsons. Yeah, some. some you some you know Simpsons. what else helps me go to sleep? Helping us over on Patreon oh. at www.patreon.com slash you mean a poltergeist. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Or YouTube at You Mean a Poltergeist over there as well. By helping us at You Mean a Poltergeist, you will be helping us transcribe our podcast maybe so that we can reach more people. And, of course, the cat just knocks shit down. Swear to fucking God, girl. She's being the most annoying cat. If you want to follow our personal Instagram accounts, you can. Mine is Braden Farvash, B-R-O-Y-D-O-N, number 5, A-S-H. And mine is Bambi Maccas, B-A-M-B-I-M-A-C-C-A-S. Go ahead and give us a five-star rating and review, and we will read your review out live on air. That's it. I did check, and no, we don't have any new ones. Anyways, we love you. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of You Minute Poltergeist. And... Don't forget... Exercise regularly. Oh, it's the God. I was about to say, say sexy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.